and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. Kevin Folger, we want to welcome you back to Labors in the Harvest podcast, and it's a joy to have you with us today. And uh, this is uh, week three of our conversation with Pastor Kerry Nance of the uh, Southside Baptist Church in Tampa, Florida. I've been here in doing a, a Faith Promise Missions Conference, and I asked Brother Nance to sit down with me on an afternoon, and we just have a conversation together. And so you're listening in, and we've broken this uh, afternoon down into three segments. So this is part three of our conversation, and so we were just uh, talking about in our last segment about uh, God moving him from West Virginia to Tampa, Florida uh, to take a, a new church. And so we're going to pick up up there. Brother Nance, thanks again for being part of today's uh, podcast. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm honored that you would uh, ask me and uh, that I could be a part of this. So it's a great blessing. So in our conversation last, in our last segment, we were talking about, you know, you went to camp and you were struggling trying to figure out what God's plan was because there was an opportunity here in Florida. And then you knew, you knew yeah. that God was moving your family. So how did that work going forward from there? Well, you know, I went to camp and as I, as I said earlier, Brother Robbie Morrison was uh, preaching and uh, preaching on the life of Abraham and, um, uh, talking about how Abraham left his country and, and father and kindred and, and uh, determined to follow the Lord by faith. And, you know, two things that I guess I had struggled with, if you've listened to the earlier podcast, one, I, I don't know that I ever wanted to be a church planner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew the struggle and uh, the hardship uh, with that, getting people to come mm-hmm. and uh, when there's something that's not really stable. And so that was in the back of my mind. I think the other thing that I struggled with was this, too. If you're going to plant a church, go to Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, Tampa doesn't need a church. Florida has <laughs> had their opportunity. And, uh, you know, so really I had, I, I guess I had my own perception that, you know, there, there are places in Florida or in, in America that need the gospel, but not the South. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had lived there. And so... But God, you know, his, his plans are so much greater than mine. And so when I was at camp, um, I, I mean, the Lord, I, I don't know how to describe it, but the Lord just really broke me on that Monday night. So I called my sister. My sister works for Tampa Electric uh, and actually on one side of it. And so I asked her to do some research. I said, you know, there's a there's this church that's closed down in South Tampa. I said, um, how many churches are in South Tampa? How many independent Baptist churches are in South Tampa? Because they... They don't need another church, you know. And so, um, you know, she began to do the research, and real quickly, there were five churches that had closed down wow. in South Tampa. Mm. Three that were independent Baptist, 
two that were Southern Baptists, and there was another Southern Baptist church that had been without a pastor for three years. Wow. So when she told me that news, it was like another dagger in my heart and mm-hmm. confirmation in my mind that, hey, Carrie, I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and if mm-hmm. you'll, you'll surrender to that. So we went back home and, uh, you know, I called Brother Turner, sight unseen. I hadn't seen it yet. And I said, Brother Turner, I said, well, we'll be moving to Tampa, mm-hmm. you know. So that put my wife in a panic. She's like, man, what are we doing? You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but God just really began to work and begin to bless. And, uh, you know, that was, that was in July. And so I, I did something unique. I mean, I was so close to our people in West Virginia. So I, when I went home before I announced it on Sunday, I went to every single member's house wow. and I met with them mm. and I sat down with them and uh, shared our yeah. our heart mm. and uh, what we felt like God was going to do. Mm. And uh, I just felt like I was that close to our people, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So when I stood up on Sunday, I announced it mm. and uh, it was it was tough to leave West Virginia. I mean, sure. we just loved those people and, and they loved us. And then every service after that was like a funeral service. I so I only... I I only stayed for like three more weeks yeah. just because I knew yeah. they could not go forward as long as yeah. I was hanging yeah. around, right. you know. Yeah. And um, so we we came down here in August of uh, third week of uh, August the third actually, and uh, two thousand and three pulled up in a U-Haul, and uh, you know begin to unload into the, the, the. There's a house back here that was gutted out. It was kind of their fellowship hall, so we set up camp in there and, and moved in there. and uh, So let's talk a little bit about that because you and I had this conversation earlier this week. People have this idea sometimes, you know, that guys step into stuff and, and it's just so easy. But it wasn't easy for the first several years. So talk a little bit about what you inherited when you came through this place. So. Yeah, well, when we came here um, in, in 03, of course, the church before, you know, just kind of give you a little bit of history, they had had back in the 90s two pastors back-to-back that were in, uh, immoral sin. Oh, and my. so the church just kind of did a nosedive mm-hmm. and then uh, they decided not to get a pastor. So, I mean, it went from bad to worse. Right. And, um, uh, and then the debt load when we came, it was, it was 300,000 was the debt load. So, um, you know, you've, you've for no people, that's a lot for of no people. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of people. That's and, a lot of money. So, and they had been selling off pieces of property to stay afloat. So they had basically sold the property down to the parking lot, the auditorium and the Sunday school building. And then they had a house that was gutted out. That was their fellowship hall. Right. So we moved into the fellowship hall mm-hmm. and, um, uh, started, started going from there, um, I remember, I remember us putting boxes down and my dad walking in and saying, get the boxes back out. Mm. And, uh, he runs the Home Depot, gets a floor scrubber Mm. and, uh, Mm. scrubbing the floor. Mm. And, uh, and I'm looking at my wife saying, welcome home, baby. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. So we moved in there, but God was good. And uh, we lived in there for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in, fellowship hall. In the fellowship hall, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of made shift of, you know, uh, put some bookshelves up and call that a kid's room and, mm-hmm. you know, go from there. So. And how old were your, your children were young at that point? They were. Um, Andrew was uh, three or four. Abigail was probably seven when we okay. came here. Okay. So, um, and Avery wasn't born yet. <laughs> Avery wasn't born yet. So it was just the four of us at that yeah. time. Yeah. But God began to bless. We, um, we, we had to, we wanted to organize and to organize, we needed to get a mortgage. And yeah. so that was our, 
our biggest hurdle. Mm. And so I went to probably, uh, I know I went to six banks and um, was trying to get a mortgage. And, you know, you have this conversation, you know, how long you've been there? Uh, well, we've been here for, you know, six weeks. Uh, how many are you running? Well, we had, you know, 13 Sunday. <laughs> you know, what's your offerings? Well, Sunday we had, you know, 75 bucks or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and, and so you're going through this conversation and we really didn't have any money, any funds. And so finally, the last guy told me, he said, you know, Mr. Nance, you're not getting a loan. It's just not going to happen. He said, nobody. He said, you're a high risk. And he says, guys like you come and go and churches, you know, mm -hmm. most, most churches like you don't make it. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, so we were able to find a broker you know, a high risk broker that, mm -hmm. that, uh, I think it was a doctor, either a dentist or a doctor who loaned us the money at 10%. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, uh, you know, I went back to that banker that was honest with me and I said, what do you think? And he says, that's the only thing that's coming by. He mm -hmm. says, you better take it because mm -hmm. nobody else is going to help you. And, um, and we really didn't raise any money. I mean, I had some, some guys that I knew in the ministry that supported us. We probably had maybe, I don't know, 10 guys that, supported us, but I didn't, you know, I didn't go out and take six months mm -hmm. and raise money. So we just kind of came here and hit it. And it was kind of like a survival mode, you know, mm -hmm. you either build it, go door knocking and get people in or, or, or you're going to, you know, yeah. go down. But God was way ahead of us. And I, I, and God began to bring families in and bring, bring things in and God just began to work in a special way. And, um, man, before you know it, I mean, I never had to get a job. I was planning to, wow. uh, I was planning to, put applications in, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Home Depot, here you go, yeah, you know, yeah, right. but uh, God, God spared all of that and allowed us to just stay afloat. And he began to, to bring, bring the, the things in. And I'll, I'll tell you this story. This is a special story to me. So um, we organized November 23rd. We organized with 19. Mm. Um, we had 19 people. Mm. And uh, so um, we came around, you know, and, and you're talking you're talking 3000 a month yeah. just to pay the bill. Yeah. We're not talking salary, insurance, utilities, any of it. Huh? No, yeah. no, that's, that's all on yeah. top yeah. of it. Yeah. And I'm just telling you that God just miraculously, it was like the Ravens coming in with bread yeah. and fish, you know, <laughs> and then here they'd come the next day. And, and, and I remember we had to have insurance with, you know, that was one of the requirements with the mortgage. You had to have insurance that year we had five, I don't know if you remember the year that they had five hurricanes oh, that came uh, through. Yeah. So, you know, our insurance was, I thought was unreal for Tampa, Florida. I remember I knew what it was in West Virginia, but it was unreal. And we had to, we had to pay so much on interest, but nevertheless, I, I there was a Monday morning in January that I had to come up with $4,000. Mm. And, uh, man, you'd think 4,000 was just it could have been four million. Yeah, right. It's not a lot of money, but it is if you don't have right, it. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. So uh, I remember, you know, our offerings were probably between the two hundred dollar range at that time, two to three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, I had to have four thousand, mm -hmm. and uh, I had some guys that counted the money, mm -hmm. and we had a widow lady of all people. We had a an elderly <laughs> widow lady, mm -hmm. and uh, she wrote a check for four thousand dollars. Wow, and. Um, I still keep that envelope yeah. on my shelf. Yeah, that's sure. a precious sure. thing. Yeah, and uh, the guy brought me a slip of paper, mm -hmm. and it said like four hundred and forty-three dollars is what mm -hmm. it said, and um, 
Ron said, Pastor, what do you think about the offering tonight? And he didn't know. I didn't announce yeah, uh-huh. it. I didn't like yeah, say, hey, yeah. tomorrow I've got to have yeah, $4,000. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, Ron, that's a great offering. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it and he goes, I thought you'd be more excited. I said, well, $443, that's, I'm excited about that. And I mm-hmm. said, no. he goes, oh, he says, I, I didn't put the decimal in the right place. He goes, Pastor, that's 4400 <laughs> Yeah. It was God. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We had never had an offering like yeah. that, yeah. you know. Yeah. We had never had an offering like that, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it was just, it was just the Lord precious, saying, "Precious moments." Yep, I got you already yeah. for Monday. Yeah, you know. So I went Monday, wrote those checks out. Yeah, praise the Lord. And uh, we had three hundred bucks to spare, you know. <laughs> and that it was just sweet time, you know. And I would say this to any church planner. God has to grow you through that. Yeah, sure. He has to take you through that. Those are tough moments, but yeah, you just, once you get the other side of it, it's like, God, just to see the hand of God, it's, yeah. it's like the parting of the Red Sea. It know? was. Yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah. It was special. You know. So those were the early years, but you also shared with me uh, this week that um, you've had, you had a time when you had several families leave the area. So yeah. it wasn't a split, but they were just just what was going on in Florida at that moment, right? Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. I would say probably about, uh, you know, we. one thing about Florida is it's a transitional area where we're at in downtown, mm-hmm. you know, we're in South Tampa, we're one mile from the base mm-hmm. and God's put us here. I, you know, I've often had conversations like, Lord, wouldn't there have been a better spot, you mm-hmm. know, and because mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of tucked in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but God knows all of that. But probably about, I would say we had built the building in 2016. We moved into a new auditorium and then probably I would say 2018, right before COVID, man, we just went through it and we lost, I think it was 28 families. Wow. You know, and it was almost like, man, every week, and seven of those were military. They all got, you know, but they were, you know, sometimes you'll have families that'll come in, but man, the every one of these families were like choir, you know, yeah. <laughs> workers. These were laborers. They, they yeah. were laborers. I mean, they, these were the guys that were like, they, you know, they loved church. They're, they were plugged in Sunday morning, Sunday yeah. night, Wednesday night. And, um, it just, I, I mean, we just, we just, I, it was almost in my mind, like, Lord, why did you have us build the building if you're going to take them all away? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a split. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. we lost anybody yeah. that was disgruntled right. other than, you know, uh, uh, you know, military and then, you know, people moving to, uh, you know, with the pop- property, you know, kind of soaring, you know, people able to sell their houses and get a lot of money out mm-hmm. of that and yeah. relocate and, so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that you just kind of have to say, okay, Lord, there, there are seasons of ministry. I think mm-hmm. any pastor that's been where he's at for, for any length of time will realize there's ebb and flow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing is, you know, it'd be nice to say, okay, we're on this upward tra- trajectory and, it, you know, we're never going to plateau. But, but unfortunately for many of us, it's the, the upward and then it's the downward and then back upward again. Yeah. And sometimes it's a plateau for a while. And yeah, so... Yeah. So if you're a young preacher listening to this, just understand that that's going to happen. Yeah. So I appreciate your your uh, sharing those things with us. Let's kind of wrap up some things today. Let's talk a little bit to a little uh, to our folks about your family. You, you mentioned with about your wife Amy. You have th- three children. I do. And uh, so your oldest is a young uh, daughter, and it's Abigail. Abigail. Abigail's 25, mm-hmm. and uh, she graduated from Heartland, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, she really has a desire for ministry. She actually, uh, after she graduated, she went to, uh, 
uh, Sri Lanka and was there for about six months. And then she's back here. She's working a job. She's doing well. And um, she loves ministry. And I, I think she's just waiting on the Lord's timing and, and probably the right person. Right. She, you know, she's single. And mm-hmm. so, um, but I, I know her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a good job. She's God's blessing her with the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, her, you know, she, she is, she is all in when it comes to the church Amen. and just about every area of ministry that she can be in, she is in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've never, you know, one thing that I appreciate about both of my kids, um, you know, both of them worked the bus route this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never told them, yeah. you know, Hey, right. you, you, you know, when you come back from college, you need to get into yeah. ministry. Right. Yeah. I didn't have to tell either one of them yeah. anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, that rolled up their sleeves and as much as they can get and go, they, they've got a heart for it. So I'm thankful for for that. Okay, so your second uh, born is a son in Andrew. Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how old's Andrew? 22. 22. And he just finished at Heartland. He just finished. And uh, this summer, we've got a church plant in North Tampa. Mm-hmm. And so this summer, he did, uh, he was up there for the mm-hmm. summer helping okay. with that. And he's just transitioning down to South Tampa now mm-hmm. uh, with us. So he's doing a little bit more here and okay. getting plugged in. And then came along Avery. Yeah. <laughs> our surprise. Yeah. She's uh, 10. She'll turn. Eleven uh, in, uh, next week, mm-hmm. so she's she 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 was a blessing. We we had wanted a big family, and God had other plans. Mm-hmm. And um, then um, <laughs> ten years ago, uh, my wife surprised me by mm-hmm. letting me know she was pregnant. So, <laughs> well, as we wrap up today, what advice would you give to uh, maybe some young man that's listening to this uh, podcast, and he's yeah. just starting his journey, and he feels perhaps God calling him, or Maybe there's just a young man that's uh, maybe his late teens and he's in a church and he's listening to podcasts. What, what, uh, what would you say to those those young men, uh, young people that are, you know, in in this day and age in which we're living, which has so many challenges? What what would be your advice to them? You know, i I think this, I think the long journey, the long journey is connected to a daily walk. Amen. I think I that's agree. that is the key. Yeah. Yes, sir. Anybody that goes a long journey. There, there is a, uh, there is a private world with God mm-hmm. that is unseen, mm-hmm. but it's, it's got to be developed. Yeah, and it must be. It, it's got to be developed every day. And I would just challenge you to develop that and to make it real, and uh, to make that the key. Um, church and ministry will ebb and flow. Um, there, there's been times when we've come to church. I'll just be transparent, and it's packed out. You know, it's packed out, the choir's full. And then there's been times where you come to church and it's like, where is everybody, mm-hmm. you know? And there, there's there's times when you'll come to, you know, soul winning outreach and the whole church is there. And then, then you'll come and it's you and your wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but but you, your walk with God has got to be real. And you've got to be, you've got to have confidence in what God is, what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. And if you know God's called you to go there, then, then nothing no matter what comes, rain or shine, um, I, I, I think that that is it. The other thing that I would tell a young guy is this, find somebody that is holy, that has a walk with God, and get close to them. Mm. I think that's, that's good advice. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys out there that will have shine, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of guys out there that will have big ideas, but find somebody that's holy, and um, somebody that, that, that you really feel like 
is an Elijah mm-hmm. and and uh, really walks with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. get get close to him. And by the way, they don't have to have a large church. Right, right. You know, um, some of the great wise men that I've had in my life, <laughs> they're they're not going to be on any magazine cover. Right. You know, but right. uh, but they they will help you in the long run. Right. And uh, you know, you get their phone number and just call them and text them and right. and uh, they they can have that conversation with you when you feel like. When the when the you know when the Red Sea's closing in on you, they can sometimes help you. Yeah. So that's two things that I would challenge. That. Well, I appreciate that that advice, and I'm sure that folks listen would uh, if you'll if you'll listen. There's there's real wisdom in that. Well, we want to say thanks again to our listeners for joining us for this podcast. And again, it's always a privilege to be able to bring these conversations to you. And uh, I pray that if it's a, a help to you, that you let us know that uh, you can go visit my website kevinfolger.com. Uh, you can uh, you know reach out to me there, or you can just leave uh, uh, maybe a note or a, uh, a rating at the place that you listen to the podcast and let other folks know about it. It's just helpful word of mouth that uh, folks are knowing that uh, these podcasts are available. And Brother Nance, thanks again for taking time to be with us this week. It's been sure an honor. Well, thank you. And it's our prayer that God will bless each and every one of you. And until the next time, we hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest.